This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Know Your Company. Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is the amazing Amy Sumter, and we talked about her love of the Beastie Boys. Uh, funny story, this was not the first episode that Amy had recorded with me, but I lost the first one. That's on me. We talk about it during the recording. I was pretty devastated, but at the end, Amy said she was glad it happened because she really loved the SEP, and I kind of agree with her. I'm not glad. I'll never be glad that I do that. But um, it was the first time. This episode was awesome, uh, and I'm very, very glad that she was willing to come in and re-record with me because I had so much fun both times, <laughs> and I really love Amy. Uh, she's such a funny stand-up. And uh, it was so cool to get to listen to her talk about something that she's so passionate about and experiences on such a regular basis, uh, being a part of an all-female BC Boys tribute band called She's Crafty. Uh, She goes by MC Amy. She talks all about it in the episode. I will let you get into it, Um, but I do want to mention, we talk about it during the show, but I want to get it out here at the top, so, you know, while you're listening, you can Google it or whatever. Um, MCA Day, Chicago, August 15th at Lincoln Hall. It's this big show that they organized. All the proceeds go to charity for cancer, um, because that's how MCA passed away, and I think that, I, I can't think of anything better you know, as a tribute to uh, the BC Boys legacy and to his, you know, passing away than uh, performing their songs and giving that money to a good cause. It's amazing. I have so much respect for these ladies and what they do. And this band that I really didn't know too much about, so it was very cool to hear someone so passionately talk about it. Very quick other plugs. This Sunday, August 16th, is the next Your Stories for the Nerdalogs. It's at 7 o'clock. The theme is authentic, or authentic Excuse me, uh, with Sean Smith of Seanimals. He's a good friend of ours. He's also uh, invited some other friends and guests. That's at the Offices of Cards Against Humanity, 1917 North Elston. Every Thursday night, The Annoyance, The Fishbowl, 930 um, that team's very dear to my heart that hosts that show. Come out, check it out. Um, if you're a student, you might get to play. And uh, lastly, but certainly not leastly, I was uh, popped up on another show on the Chicago Podcast Network who uh, coordinates all of our sponsors and everything, which is amazing. I 
could not have that without them. And I, I can't be more grateful for that opportunity in this association. But I was on a show called An Hour With Your Ex that I've plugged on the podcast before. I got to talk about my very favorite movie once. Um, it was kind of like being able to turn the tables on, um, uh, you know, going somewhere else and talking about a thing I love instead of bringing someone here talk about a thing they love. So that was very nice, very cool opportunity for me. Um, Mark and Mel are great hosts, and they really helped me kind of break down all these feelings that I've had about this movie for a very long time. So it was very cool um, to get a platform to talk about this small movie that maybe is not uh, widely seen or known, um, and uh, all the things that it really means to me and, and wh- how it inspires me uh, as a creative. Um, so check that out. I'll link it in the notes. And I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Amy Sumter, for coming to do this with me twice. I didn't do it on purpose, but I didn't hate getting to chat with this gal more than once because she's awesome. You'll see. Get into it. I asked you, like, I can't remember if that was on mic or off, but I remember talking to you about the the origins uh, and everything. But yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Thank you so much again for coming back. Girl, I got you. Uh, I, I mean, I honestly, like, in my head I was like, this is like something that I could have done on purpose just to get to spend more time with <laughs> the Sumps because she's the best. <laughs> You're too good to me. Stop. I, uh, more. I more. only, <laughs> I only dish what I feel like needs to be served. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Serve it up. Is that a thing people say? <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> Call me Giordano's because I love the dish. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That crust. Gets me. Is so Giordano's has like the most cheese of any pizza of all time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're right, it does. And I do not hate that about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a confession. I'm not really a huge cheese person. Really? I know I'm one of those weirdos. Ooh, I've As heard I've it before. Older, it's changing. My body is changing. Yeah. My views are changing. You find yourself seeking like, out the mm, cheese a bit. Give me that cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your like? What's your go-to pizza? Oh, okay, well, there's a place by my house in Lincoln Square. And well, it's not go-to, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of chewy. <laughs> it's like floppy what like is New it? York. It's called Jimmy's. Oh, okay. I've heard it's of like, Jimmy's. It's flipping piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I but know what you mean. I like Giordano's. Yeah. And like, I don't know, like the deep dish, like I have to be in the mood. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've really called like... Giordano's the um, like chain pizza of deep dish before. Yes. So it's like yeah. the like Papa John's of deep dish totally. pizza. Okay. Totally. Glad you agree with me. As totally. someone from yeah. this area more so than <laughs> I am, I'm glad you agree with that yeah, assessment. Absolutely. And then, I don't know, like my dad, when I was growing up, would make pizza because he worked at Barnaby's. Ooh. So we had their um, recipe. And then, like, over the nice. years, it's kind of like became his own. That's a little bit sweeter crust he makes and Ooh, then the sauce i love a sweet buttery yeah. crust so we make that like i can do it pretty good that sounds know? good mm-hmm. i'll make you some homemade pizza one day girl. oh i would i love that <laughs> it's also really good to make because like you're making the dough like, yeah when you're in a rage moment oh you just yeah get all that rage Punch out, it out. That. Mm, see need it i wish i should make i was i almost said i caught myself i almost said i wish i had more time to cook but what i should say is I wish I prioritized and made more time to cook. 
Amen. That's what I'm trying to like teach yes. myself is in BS, you have time to do things, but you prioritize other things over them. Yes. Don't yes, make yes, yourself yes. sound important. <laughs> like, I really like naps, so that's why I do Grubhub a lot. You know what I mean? Because I wake yeah. up and I'm like, I'm starving. And then I'm like, I need to eat now. Exactly. Or, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, you know, I can spend my Sunday morning and, like, get up early and go yeah. to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And make a delicious Sunday afternoon meal, or I can order. Sleep in. Uh, yeah, I can sleep until twelve thirty. Go to brunch. Uh, get into yeah. a mimosa <laughs> stupor. I didn't even give myself that. I just like didn't even leave the house yesterday. <laughs> me neither. I was like, bring me burritos, please. I, I did go. I finally went grocery shopping though because I almost did Grubhub, and then I was like, no. Oh, see, good for you. But then I just made a shit ton of pasta because I just finished watching The Sopranos. Oh, that's so funny! Pasta and red wine. That's hilarious. uh, Sociopath on my my arm. That's all I want. uh, (laughs) Not the sociopath. (laughs) And and just like a sweet little Italian mobster. Yes, to take me places in his uh, car with tinted windows. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, the. my boyfriend's been rewatching Breaking Bad, so oh. he was. I was like doing some work on my computer and stuff, and we were, you know, watching Breaking Bad in the background. And so I don't know what food that makes you want to eat. He just blue crystal <laughs> yeah. stuff, just like a do. bunch of blue rock candy. I'm gonna be real. When I watched that movie, I was like, I or watch that show. I was like, I'm never gonna do drugs. Yeah, like, it did not sell drugs to me, even a little bit. Like, I don't. I really not even a little bit. I do think that's a good. I mean, the only thing about that show is <laughs> it sells wanting to make drugs because yeah, it's like, like it, look it's, at all this money. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, that money ain't worth they it. They are no. sticking it to the man. Yeah, even in The Sopranos, though, I'm just like, they're doing terrible things. <laughs> but I have to admit, like the first season watching it, like I got mad at Tony because he wasn't using his boat enough. And then oh, that's mm, so that came funny. back. And then I noticed, too, um, I, like somebody would do something bad and I'd be like, fucking kill him and i was like oh <laughs> no, my god that cannot oh be yours i do yeah. think that's like i needed to take a step back um, this is, this i've is talked bad. about this on the podcast so many times and i still haven't even watched this series yet but maybe if i keep talking about it i'll eventually watch it <laughs> there's this thing did you ever watch any of black mirror i heard about it. oh you gotta watch black mirror first of all second of all, it's on netflix <laughs> okay second of all there's a series uh documentary series by the same guy who made black mirror okay he made a show called it's in six parks and it's um how television ruined your life and it's like i get uh, it before you even start talking I'm yeah like, yes. there's one episode that's about like love and there's one yes. about violence and there's one about totally like totally desensitizes you yeah. to violence and then also it gives you unrealistic notions of love right and, like how you meet people yeah like oh my god the if, guy who told me about it was uh, like if you think black mirror was you know navel gazy and like scary to watch because you're like yeah all this could really happen uh-huh. he made a whole series that actually happened. oh my god my heart's <laughs> pounding right now yeah we gotta look it up i think he said it's on youtube so oh i love it. Yeah. That's scary. That's scary. Um that's real scary. My guest today <laughs> is Amy Sumter. Hello. She's been my guest before, but you didn't know it. Because I, it. I lost it. <laughs> RIP. RIP. RIP uh MBSing with Amy Sumter round one. <laughs> but we had a great time. 
That's awesome. And I'm so happy to have you back because I think you're the best. Oh, you're the best. Thank and you. And this time around, we're going to talk about your love of the Beastie Boys. Oh, Mama loves them. That's so cool. I, boys. I feel like I've associated you with the Beastie Boys for so <laughs> long. Um, I think many people in my life would say that as well. Yeah. Especially in high school. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That. So where yeah. where'd your origin start? I remember, okay, so my parents got cable when I was a kindergartner. Wow. And I remember my one aunt was so mad at them for really? allowing me to watch MTV. But I was obsessed. No obsessed. way. When you were like five? Oh my God, five years old. Yeah. Which I don't really recommend. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, Maybe was, not the best idea, but that was my life. But that was my life. <laughs> also, I've never spread eagle on a Corvette. So <laughs> I think even at five, I was like, mm, I'm not going to do that. You know, even, come on. Even little tot had her <laughs> well, standards. Like, no. No, 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 no. Little no. baby Amy. <laughs> okay, little baby Amy was like, no. I got real low self esteem, but I got enough to know I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> No. So I remember being obsessed with bands and also always being that person that, like, when everybody was listening to Z95, mm-hmm. I'd be listening to B96. And okay. Then when it was cool, what does that mean? Well, B96, it's still a radio station. It was like the What's top Z95? Z95 was also a radio station, but they're not Z95 anymore. But it was. It was like, it was almost like uh, what we would consider like rock alternative okay like whatever okay but then when it was like i, I was all over the place with music like it basically liked anything but country and that's so still you, how i am oh okay yeah. so so everyone else was listening to like uh, the like, music of the yeah, era basically like house music was getting rolling oh gross and i exactly and i was just like no and that's where i was, listening like, to like, rock I was and like these stations don't mean things to me yeah but <laughs> i'm sure other stations yeah. you know for local people <laughs> exactly exactly because um, i grew up in the northwest burp so I remember watching my MTV, and I remember watching, I think I might even watch the premiere of the Fight for Your Right video. No way. And it being, like, my mind being blown away. So old were you? I was, like, nine when that came I out I was going to say, you had to yeah. have been super young. So young. <laughs> it's crazy, too, because, like, I don't think of it like that, but then, like, now I have, a nep- I have nephews and nieces. Sure. And now I look at their age, and I think, wow, at their age, I was doing, oh, my God. God, you That's know what I mean? so like it's, funny. It's you were like, up. you were singing about fighting for your right to party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I also remember being like super drawn to Adam Yock, who's MCA. Mm-hmm. And like, he was wearing like a leather jacket in the video. Mm-hmm. And he was like a bad boy. Mm-hmm. And he had like scruffy beard. And I just remember. So like, they were like your boy, boy band kind of. Not really a boy band. It was just like one of those bands that like in, in the video, they're being horrible to these like nerds. Mm-hmm. And I remember like watching and being like, yeah. And just being so angry at them. Uh-huh. But also, like, not being able to turn the channel either. Yeah. Like, MCA so made me funny. feel things that I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I just. That's so funny. It was weird. You couldn't identify I it couldn't at the identify time. what was going on down there. That but makes I was a like, mm. like, like well, being, these boys are so bad. They're so bad. And they're I'm so, so angry at them. Bad. But I'm not going to turn the channel. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was real weird. That's I hilarious. also remember watching the Run DMC video for Walk This Way uh-huh. and thinking, like, I loved Run DMC and just. Like, I get so mad whenever Steven Tyler would come on. Yeah. Because he would start, like, you know, interrupting them. And I was like, stop interrupting them singing their song. They're yeah. rapping. And not knowing that was a remake. <laughs> like, idiot. <laughs> then yeah. again, I was like nine. Eight, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> give me a break. 
I just remember like get out of here Steven Tyler <laughs> run DMC is trying to sing Log This Way exactly <laughs> but I just remember like I think their first album was like a little bit above my nine-year-old self you know what I mean uh-huh. but I was always like drawn to them well then fast forward to high school and I worked at Medieval Times. Yes. What? You a, were a, a photo wench. wench. I was a wench. I knew whatever your job was, it had the word wench, wench in it. Remember these guys, these old dudes were like, hey, wench. I was like, it's on my W-2, simmer down, sir. You know what I mean? Like, you need to simmer down. Like, they're just buttheads. It was so be like someone walking into Hooters and being like, excuse me, Hooter? Like, <laughs> and they're like, it's on my shirt, idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on. Dude. But we had to call everybody lords and ladies. Oof. And so it was so embarrassing because I'd go to Jewel for my ma to pick up something. And like I'd bump into somebody and be like, sorry, my lord. and Because like, oh, it just becomes no, part of your vernacular. So funny. So embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> but we're working medieval times. My best friend worked there. And she had a crush on this guy. It was a DJ. And mm-hmm. at the end of every medieval time show, they have like a little nightclub. Get it? K N I nightclub. And they would be dancing <laughs> and whatever. So he, his name was Phil, and he'd always DJ. So we had this uh, like employee picnic slash uh, we tried to do an outdoors like Renaissance fair thing like, uh-huh. once. And uh-huh. so when the Monday when we were closed, we had a big picnic, and he was DJing it. And, of course, we were walking around and, like, trying to ignore him, even though, like, we just kept walking by him because she had a big crush on him. Sure, and of course. And he started course. playing. Make Ill. yourself viewed, but don't exactly. interact. But don't interact. <laughs> like, don't interact. Don't make eye contact. But totally check it out. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, right. Stalking 101, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So he started playing Ill Communication. Mm-hmm. And it fucking blew my mind. This was in 1994. Uh-huh. That album, oh, it's 21 years old. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like, so, so sad in my heart. But I just remember, like, I was like, we are fucking talking to him. And we went So up you to were him. already, like, a fan. Yeah, it was like, it's like, Fight for Your Right. Like, I knew that. I knew that they had another album. But it was just like, mm, But you hadn't really super kept up with it. Exactly. Especially at the time things weren't as easily accessible as they are now you know if you didn't own the album personally or you know happen to hear it on the radio you just didn't didn't fucking hear it exactly and i didn't have older brothers or sisters yeah music was like it was up to you that is so huge because i totally agree when i was growing up the only music influences i had were my mom listened to country exactly i knew a lot of country my dad dad listened to classic rock i knew a lot of classic rock and my brother listened to like rap and um like i can't think of a genre but like shitty rock <laughs> like he really it was probably that new metal bullshit he was yeah. like, no i mean he was n- even worse than that like oh. he, he was that guy who liked like nickelback and creed no. and like all those shitty Stop bands it. yeah yeah yeah, no. yeah so i was like i could at the time i was like yeah this is how you remind me of what i really am <laughs> <laughs> But, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, Nathan, you had such bad music taste. And that was it. And so it was like that and Top 40. Yeah. Done. That was the music And then maybe you would meet a friend who would make you a mixtape. Exactly. they would be talking about a band they really liked. And it was all word of mouth. It was mm -hmm. all mixtapes. My friend Chris was like, I love this guy, Jason Mraz. And he gave me a copy of his first album, Waiting for My Rocket to Come. And I listened to it, and he was like, and he was just like, I just think you're going to love this. Because he knew me well enough to know my taste and stuff. And I listened to it. And I felt, I'm almost in tears. That is so That's weird. adorable. <laughs> what a weirdo. But it was, <laughs> I fell in love with it. It yeah. was like, I was like, 
oh, this is what kind of music totally. I like. I like totally. dudes who have guitars and nice voices. Yeah. And, and, and who no, aren't calling you a bitch over and right, over again. Right. And, like, no one had really, like, shown that to me before. And, it, and like, when I was growing up, sure, I liked, you know, Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. and NSYNC and all that oh, yeah, stuff. yeah, New Kids on the Block all the way. Right. Yeah. But yeah. I had, like, grown out of that. And this was, like, the more mature version of that. And yeah. it was so, like you said, like, friends have to be the ones who kind of totally do that for you because i remember like even like getting into middle school and then realizing like they used to call it new wave it was Mm. like the the british music you Mm -hmm. know like the erasure and pet shop boys sure and then i got to high school and i met this girl who had like she wanted to get a red hot chili pepper symbol tattooed on her wrist Uh, i thought she was such a badass of course and she was like nobody calls it new wave anymore don't say it you'll get your ass kicked it's called alternative so and it was like whoa it's alternative man it's alternative and it's so funny because like we call things alternative now that probably shouldn't be called yeah 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 but like what we just can't figure out like a subgenre exactly yeah but i remember because alternative what does that even say about what you're listening because it was basically rock music alternative to what exactly but it wasn't your mom and dad's rock music like they were yelling and they were angry and oh my god sure sure but it wasn't like three strings punk it wasn't but it but it was it was almost like like you think about it like everything goes back to the blues Mm -hmm. but it was like this is like yell blues yeah sure right like oh my god they're gonna burn the place down that's so funny so i don't know like like i just remember we were walking around and i heard ill communication Mm -hmm. and i was like we have to talk to him we need to talk to him and be like what the fuck is that and he was like oh it's the beastie boys i was like i know the beastie boys yeah 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 and then of course like you know i started talking to him more and he's like oh that's what i've been playing all night and we were like oh my god that's amazing yeah and i want to say like that night i drove to tower records and i bought ill communication that's amazing and i fucking loved it and then i went back to tower records and like paul's boutique was always in the bargain bin and uh-huh. fucking bought paul's boutique oh. and then now whenever i see it in any type of bargain bin it just like hurts my soul right i found out years later that that album had so many samples in it like they sampled Jimi hendrix johnny cash the beatles like in the sounds of science alone there's four Beatles songs that they sample uh-huh. a radio station in uh, seattle they just live streamed it they played all the samples that were in that album and it was like cool. uh, all day long they were playing that music. sounds awesome it was amazing they said that if they made that album today that album would cost millions of oh, dollars because they used everybody else's uh-huh. stuff and then this was before but it was all those before rules because no one exactly. because like we were talking about before music wasn't as accessible as exactly. it is now so people didn't have as much control exactly. over it also it's it crazy wasn't a commercial success either because it was their sophomore album well technically well they had another one but it was like when they were more punk but after licensed to ill mm-hmm. that was so popular that they, they kind of went in a different direction and they also broke away they went away from like rick rubin and russell simon because oh. they were def jam like that was what, no way that was first i didn't album. realize yeah. that and they recorded it like in licensed to ill they recorded that in like rick rubin's dorm room <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> and then they went to la and that was it like was that early on and yes. all that can you imagine like doing everything in someone's dorm room? like that's like blows my mind that's you know? crazy but Def Crazy. Jam was already huge at the time, were they not? Well, it was in the beginning of Def Jam. Okay. And then I think after that album, that was one of the albums that got them. Because that's like gotcha. Run DMC, LL Cool J. They all, because uh, in the second album, Paul's Boutique, they actually have a couple of lyrics where they're talking about lawsuits. Uh, because they're getting sued by Def Jam. Oh. So, yeah. Because they Because they're left? trying to break, yeah, break the contract. Wow. Because I'm sure they, like, you know, they're kids. I'm sure they signed some Something shady contract. Terrible. Yeah. 
So and I mean, if they were that early on in the process and not knowing, you know, what it was gonna be, oh, totally, or like how much, totally. or how little control, they probably totally. I bet they like. I bet part of it was they weren't making the kind of money that they could have been. Oh, you know what I mean? That and like, this is all stuff like you hear but you forget okay so their first tour they opened for madonna what and like can you imagine like seeing the beastie boys before like like a virgin like that doesn't even make sense they're completely different fan bases and they were hated like people hated them yeah they almost got fired from the tour and like madonna fought for them because she loved them yeah because she may not that may not be her music but i would think she has good taste enough oh and i think too like madonna like she had her heart on the pulse of, or the pulse, finger on the pulse. Finger on the pulse. <laughs> Thank you. She had her heart in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> she knew those dudes were going to make her some money, you know? Right, right, right. So, right. I don't know. It, it's crazy to. Because I'm sure there are probably also people who early on, that early on loved the Beastie Boys and were like, oh, I yeah. guess we'll just fucking go see Madonna so exactly. we can see the Beastie Boys open for her. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So like, I, like my music taste is like, like one of my favorite bands is Queens of the Stone Age, and they're mm-hmm. considered stoner rock, which whatever. But they're very guttural guitar. I like a very dark guitar. Mm-hmm. Like just like feel it in my guts, feel mm-hmm. it in my soul. Mm-hmm. But I also like like something that makes me shake what my mama gave me. You know yes. what I mean? So I don't know. Like, uh, like I always liked like the golden age of hip hop. I guess like because. Uh, it's 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 hard for me because like there's a lot of artists that are really great but like this is one of the things about the beastie boys like in 1994 when they released ill communication mm-hmm. like, and this is kind of when you're when it got like yeah. resurged and really became exactly. what it is now like it they said they're like we're not gonna say bitch we're not gonna you know we're not gonna call women names. Wow! And they actually wanted other artists to do that. Like, wow! Yeah, like you, like there's a lyric. He's like, I want to say a little something that's long overdue. The disrespect of women has got to be through. Wow! Yeah, and it was that's like in '94. '94. It's amazing, and it's also like so fucking sad. I was gonna say it's also got a heartbreak because like. I know there's a lot, and I don't want to name names because I know, like, I have a really hard time sometimes separating, very hard time separating. Like, you can have the best of intentions, but if I turn on the radio and you're calling me a bitch and a hoe, I like fuck you. Don't want anything. I don't want to hear it. it. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. And it's really, I mean, really, really hard. I feel so hard. I feel like that's becoming. And I actually apologized too because they were like misogynistic they were homophobic really and they totally apologized and they like changed and that's one thing that i was like they could have so few people would go out of their way to do that yes and then okay i think it was like 98 or 99 that they won uh mtv music award for i think intergalactic and that was around the time like that second woodstock had happened Mm -hmm. and it turned into a clusterfuck and women were getting raped like they were setting fires like people were being attacked like there were fights and they like ad rock addressed the audience it was like i saw this and it made me really sad and i didn't like it and i and like he said something and they were always very vocal about their charities and like in many ways like i'm a feminist today because of the beastie boys <laughs> that's amazing like, it's amazing and like sad <laughs> it, it wasn't is, a woman but, but it's still like, but they're the ones who had this the right spotlight totally to be able to be like hey guys 
this is fucked. Yeah. Like, we need to do something about it. Just so everyone knows, this is our vocal, yeah. you know? And I feel like um, I almost said this, uh, a, a, a couple, you know, earlier. I think it ties into this, too. With the the age that we live in, with um, the visibility yeah. of celebrity. You know, you have this battle between enjoying someone, what someone does creatively, and maybe finding out that they're a shitty person. Yeah. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot because a lot of people are shitty. Mm -hmm. And and combine that with they're put into these positions that are um, pretty unrealistic in many ways. Right. But also, like, we're living in an age where... Like everything is out there. Mm-hmm. Everything is right. Like, it's, it's so in your face. It's like a clash between you know you can do anything you want, but everybody's going to be able to find exactly. out exactly. And then the other side of that, you can get drunk and you can act sexual because we're selling you these clothes and these this booze. Yeah, and you can do those things. But if you act on a line, you're a fucking whore. Right, and right. Everyone's gonna know. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's so and th- and hard. That's, and that's so you know at a, and that's at like a battle with the idea of like people who do things creatively and see and reach a point of celebrity because of that and a lot of like comedians get caught up in this conversation too where it's like okay you have a platform now you have to say everything in the right way Mm -hmm. because you do have that platform so it's like you should be the one talking about this and you should be the one you know and it puts this like maybe undue pressure on people oh, in that position it's like they didn't really ask for that if they decide exactly. that that's what something that they want to do um you know for also, better or worse everything is so taken out of context too like don't get me wrong like there are certain things that's that very I, that's a really good point too that i'm very against like i'm not a fan of the rape joke yeah but when i say but again like when just saying the words rape joke like everybody instantly tenses up yeah because they're thinking something different sure when i say it i mean i've been in an open mic before where someone got up on stage and basically the joke i say that loosely was that he was raping a girl right like that's not there's a that's the yeah like that's not cool but then i also like i used to live with a fellow comic and he had a joke where he was the one getting raped (laughs) wow and it like like yeah. it was pretty like horrifying yeah 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 but at the same time like he was the butt of the joke mm-hmm. so i was like okay you get a pass for this you know what i mean yeah there's totally there's totally different ways you can't just that's a really good point too just about material in general it's like people are lumping together like oh this is offensive and it's like well is it material like, yes. is it a genre of comedy that's yes. generally considered offensive material? Maybe. Is the joke itself offensive? Maybe not. Yeah. But no one's willing to, like, and how it's thought see out. that gray area. Exactly. And that, that, I think, is the biggest problem we have right now in America. I think everybody is very black or white yes. thinking. Yes. And I'm like, there are many shades of gray. And there's also times when I think satire is there and people aren't recognizing that it's yeah, satire. Yeah. And then there are, there I mean, are that's the biggest problem with Amy Schumer's material. Yes. I think is people see that she's like talking about race and like making jokes and, it's and like, she's a white woman and she's a, she's a white lady doing it. And it's like, well, do you understand that in her show, in a vast majority of her sketches, she is playing an absurd, yes. like hyperbolic 
white lady character who is stupid and does and says things that are stupid like do you understand that do you think she's like saying things because they're her own thoughts exactly like (laughs) she has said so much about our society in just one season of a show right and it's like it's eye-opening and it's like oh my god it's fucking heartbreaking her show's amazing it's so smart you know she has to deal with everyday people just not understanding it and not getting just aiming just unending vitriol at her yes so all that to say it's oh. amazing <laughs> that they have you know could recognize they did some shitty things yeah. and said some shitty things and came that full circle and like let's be real like how hard is it to be like whoa like some of the lyrics on that first album <laughs> oh my god I bet. You know I mean? they're bad and they like some of the songs they wouldn't do anymore and then some of them they just changed the lyrics interesting so yeah because you know like mca's in the back skeezing with a whore so I'm a band. She's crafty. Yeah, you know the all-female Chicago's um, oh, Beastie Boy tribute yes, band. Yes, we were going to get to that eventually, <laughs> uh, inevitably. Inevitably, oh, we changed it to I'm Amy's in the back tweeting Alcor. <laughs> <laughs> that goes out to Ken D. MC Amy's in the back. So you are the I'm MC Amy. MC Amy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got to talk about She's Crafty. Well, She's Crafty. Jump, jump from high school <laughs> until like three years ago. Because it's so funny. Cause or like, how long is she, She's Crafty? Like, I think it has, you know what, it has been three years. I thought. Yeah, it's been three years, officially three years. Because it was an idea that we've been talking about. Well, let's just start from the beginning. My karaoke jam is Get It Together. <laughs> BC Boys are also with Q-Tip. Okay, Ooh, four parts. Q-Tip. Every time I do it, I'm blue because like, there's no time to breathe. Yeah, yeah. No I time. would think so. I can't imagine trying to do a BC oh, Boys by song yourself. at karaoke, like, especially by yourself. Well, it's crazy because I met a fellow funny lady, Kendra Stevens, through mutual friends. And we would always go to Lollapalooza. And in 2009, the Beastie Boys were supposed to do Lala, but they had to cancel because Adam Yacht, MCA, oh. got cancer. And I'd seen them in high school, and I was so excited because I hadn't seen them since. Yeah. And every time they'd come into town, like, I was working a shitty job. I had no money. Right. I was in debt. Or I couldn't get time off because I was waiting tables. So I never saw them again. Oh. And I remember just being devastated when they, you know, canceled. But also... Because it's like not only did they have to cancel, but also... Because had cancer. One of them never said cancer. Right? And like cancer is one of those things too. Like my grandma had it three times before she died. Like cancer gets me. Like you got a cancer story. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I want to help you. Like I'm going to empathize. I, yeah. A lot of empathy right here. So... I would go to Lala and me and Kendra would hang out together. And one time we went back to her place and we were playing rock band and she, her song, her karaoke jam is sabotage mm-hmm. and she flipping nailed it mm-hmm. and continues to nail it. <laughs> and she turned to me and said, I've always wanted to be in an all female beastie boy tribute band. And I was like, um, uh, I think that's what we're doing hey, from now on. Is, we got two out of three, ain't two bad. Out of three. <laughs> so we would always like joke about it and talk about it. And it became like a running joke and like friends would laugh and think, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great ex- job guys. Exactly. No like, one wants to hear about things that you're going to do. Going to do. Exactly. And I have to admit, like there are a lot of things like I want to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to do this, but like just fucking do it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So a year later I'm taking feminine communique. Cameron Esposito is my teacher. And the best. The best. So She's blowing up right now. I know. And I meet a fellow lady, Maggie Jenkins, a fellow funny lady. 
And on the very last day of class, like we have our, our big show and then we go out for drinks afterwards and a Beastie Boys song comes on and I'm like, I love the Beastie Boys. She's like, I love the Beastie Boys. I'm like, did you know that I'm in an all-female Beastie Boys tribute band? And she's like, what? I want in. And I was like, you're in. That's basically what happened. I'm totally paraphrasing, but that's basically what happened. But I'm in you, this already. You're also in it. You're in it. It's like the secret this club. <laughs> it's secret club. And like Kendra and Maggie do not sign know each other. Sign this in blood. Yeah, sign this in blood right now. Get out your knife right here. Blood sisters, Beastie Boys. On the Good house. thing we're in a Don't bar stop. with steak knives. <laughs> I happen to already have this scroll in my purse. Just waiting for someone. I have a magician's hat in my purse as well. It's done. We're done. We're going to ride away in a magical unicorn knot. Okay. So, a year later, we're doing the Kates. Mm-hmm. And Maggie and Kendra both happen to be there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Maggie, meet Kendra. Kendra, meet Maggie. Done. And we figure out a day to meet. We meet at um, Maggie's old, old place on our porch. We drink some beers. We talk Beastie Boys. We watch videos. We talk about what we might possibly want to do because a uh, friend was doing a show where you, they were going to recreate performances. Oh, so we were like, perfect. let's do it. But like our idea wasn't, and we still didn't really know what we were uh-huh. or like how we were going to do this, whatever this was. Sure. So yeah, because it's like I could start, you know, a Billy Joel cover band, but like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Where do we exactly. go? Like, is this a joke? Because people want to see it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the biggest thing I think is like people. Oh, that's a good point. I wouldn't even think about that. People always think it's a you're, joke. You're all stand up comedians, exactly. And right? We're like, mm, it's not a joke. But it's like it's fucking legit. It's legit. Yeah, we're too legit to it's quit. It's too legit to quit. <laughs> you beat me to it as you should oh, have. I love it. I didn't do the hand motions though. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, yes, she did. Mm. No one knows. <laughs> I forgot. We're not being watched. She did do legit. She did the two. I love it with the fingers. But then because we didn't know what we were, we couldn't do that performance. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, oh, okay. And then life happened, mm-hmm. and we just kind of kept talking about it. But it was like we're talking about it. We're oh, not so doing you like it. tried to do? You were gonna do that yeah. show because it made sense for that to be the first exactly. thing, and then it just didn't happen because it it's like, didn't. but what is this? But exactly, gotcha. and we just figure it out so then finally we found out that mca had passed away Mm. and we were devastated and the following week we went to alice's karaoke and we only did beastie boy songs and it was like the crowd so you just every time you signed up for another beastie boy song that's amazing it was crazy because that's perfect though it was perfect because like we were just kind of like fucking around and then we started meeting regularly at maggie's house oh i love and she would like print out the lyrics i bet you guys destroyed i bet every time you got up people would be like you know did you guys do it as she's crafty or they not yet okay then we went back and then we did it as she's crafty then we destroyed this time people were just like in the moment everybody was like r.i.p mca like there was a guy with a face tattoo he was high-fiving us it was like all walks of life and like everybody was just in it and loving the beast and i'm sure like when you first got up there people were like okay it's just karaoke and then you all knew your shit and everyone was like oh Oh, shit we should be paying attention exactly that's that's always what happens and like i can't tell you like if i had a dollar every flipping time somebody came up to me after a show and was like you know, at first I thought, thought you guys gonna were going to suck. Oh. But then, you know, you guys, like, you guys really, just, just every Just don't fucking say that. Time. Just say they're really good. <laughs> just don't, don't tell them that you underestimated but them because so they're women. Like, it's so funny, though, because it's, it doesn't bother me. 
like in the beginning good. it did good but now because okay also, i mean it shouldn't i lost my shit a little but no, no, no like, absolutely people, again, that's so rude people are so dumb people, don't say that and because i know that i've said stupid shit so that's why i'm like okay be be kind be kind rewind yeah, but there's so many times like people just things say things and you're just like really did you just say that right. but whatever just so, give a person a compliment. just tell the person they were great don't be like yeah. well i thought you were gonna be bad but I you thought, weren't as bad as i thought you were gonna be like <laughs> fuck you i thought i was gonna die watching you <laughs> yeah. but, you know whatever. i thought you were gonna steal my soul with your <laughs> lyricism <laughs> i thought you were a witch but no that's <laughs> <laughs> so bad <laughs> how dope would that be though That'd if someone awesome. came up to you after the show and was I like i thought you were a mystery witch <laughs> i'd be like okay. oh man you thought right <laughs> sucking your soul right now to the devil like, i don't know it's so weird <laughs> so crazy i love it i love it. but even then like when we first started like we had the three songs and we were like well maybe our friend will let us do their show right so the first time we ever performed like maggie brought her laptop and we hooked it up to some computer speakers and then we would do that was it that was it and like we would do did you have the tracks yeah, we had the track suits, but we bought them online, and we didn't know that they were, like, in the inside it was velour, so they're, like, hot oh. as shit. <laughs> Is that still the same oh, ones my God. They are the same, but we don't wear the pants. I can't wear the pants anymore because the pants are too small for Amy. Oh. Also, like, they're not tall, so they're too short. They're really they're short. They're real short. I think like, I, I look like I'm in a fly. But you guys do have, like, the ones blue and red. And yeah, like, all the different colors. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, royal blue, and Kendra's, like, navy, and uh, Mad Rock is red. And it's funny because um, it is really satisfunny to see the tracks. Yeah, like, it really we come out still in our jackets, uh-huh. and then and they're usually off like the first song. Yeah, because that's that was the thing that we that's were. That's all at. you needed. Exactly. Like we just get a taste, little taste. Yeah, you get we it. Did like it's three. like we're called She's Crafty, and we have track jackets. Exactly. That's, it. that's all you need. Because <laughs> at first we would come out and we would do it almost like a performance mm-hmm. piece, and we would say lines. Oh, from lyrics, and we'd start really obscure. And so you like get, script it out yeah, between and then songs. Then we would go into the song, but then we That's realized really funny. But then like people were really responding, but they weren't really responding to that. And uh, then we just kind of graduated into, oh my gosh, my friend's friend is a DJ. Sarah T is amazing. She taught us a bunch of stuff. She started DJing. Then we got asked to do an actual bar show. So you did that. So that happened pretty early on, even yeah. from like, okay, computer speakers and an iPhone. From May till September. That September, like May was when we were like, okay, this is happening. We have to and do September it. September was our first show. And then October we had another show. It was nice. like an open mic. And then we did uh, the go-go show, the yeah. Lincoln Loft. And there was a hundred people. That's like awesome. it was crazy yeah and we didn't even have microphones we were just screaming over ever the all over them screaming and people yeah. were losing their shit and it was hot as fuck in november because there were so many people That's like so and they had to turn people away there would have been a hundred well a hundred people including like the people in the show uh-huh. but they turned people away That's awesome. it was crazy and then a friend of ours was like hey i'm in a band and that we got asked to do a show at the mutiny and we're like let's do it so whenever we would get together because this is the thing like like we know the songs yeah but th- I'd realize, like, oh, man, I-, I pay more attention to, like, Mike D or Ed Rock. And then I'd be like, oh, oh shit, I don't know what I'm saying. You'd have to learn your part. Exact- That's interesting. And then, like, turning your brain off so that I don't say Mike D and then oh, I just say MCA. That is so yes. funny. And then, because when you sing, when you listen and sing along, you just listen and sing along to exactly, everything. Exactly. And then also, to like, let's be real. Like, sometimes when you're singing lyrics, like, you're not saying that. Oh, you lyrics. don't know exactly what it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. I was singing that, too. And theirs are so lyric dense. Yes. And there were some tongue twisters. Like, 
it was like what's well, one of the hardest things that you've had to be able to like oh okay. train yourself on um, i am so i can't believe i haven't said this yet i am very unfamiliar with bc voice music word. like i good. do not know very much of it <laughs> i'm like oh yeah five year ride a party got it like, yeah and that's it yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah um i remember when you said uh not sabotage intergalactic um, intergalactic got mm-hmm. it because that was like in the era where i was watching a bunch of yep. mtv and such yeah um but yeah Girl, it's my beat like get, i get love watching Spotify. you guys because it's amazing oh, and thank you oh, thank you <laughs> but i'm not sitting there like singing along to everywhere exactly that's, I mean. that's the thing though there's some people that are oh so i feel like, like it's, you better bring it it's one of those things where if you words. know it you fucking know everyone you know it yeah you know because i remember being in college and there was this guy guido and he knew every goddamn lyric to like so what you want and it's kind of distorted so i never really knew what they were saying i just like, yeah knew, like, i know i know parts. that one and yes i agree with you it's like how do you know what they're saying exactly so like we'd look up the lyrics and then i remember like that was one of the first one of the first like three or fourth song we learned was so what you want because mm-hmm. at first we were like oh this is gonna be so hard yeah and then it was like boom we got it no and, way like, we saw there was like an old um performance that they were on jimmy fallon and they were just kind of being and he's like total geeking out because he's a huge pc voice fan uh-huh. so he's you know freaking out and then they just like whip out microphones and they do so what you want and they kind of switched it and they like they do the same words but they were doing like different things to it so then we tr- were like oh man if like can Wouldn't you be believe fun it to do like, it like we that. could do it like that and now we do it like that's that. so cool and it's, it's crazy because it's it's crazy and i'm sure people are like oh this is different oh but it's cool yeah. you know because yeah. like no one's gonna be that deep that they're like oh this is the version of so would you want <laughs> that they did on jimmy fallon's program you know though some people are like really that, though, though? Yeah, like oh you know and like That's even so sometimes funny. like our changes are just like very little like like yeah. some of the lyrics we change like if we're doing an older song and then of course like we'll change you don't the names yes. or MC Amy what are the yeah, other names it's of the- Mag Rock instead <laughs> of Ad Rock and then it's Ken D instead of Mike D that works though and then there's a part in um so what Kendi, you want Kendra exactly it's all. Like she says, Kendi, Mike D says, I'm the illest motherfucker from here to Gardena. Well, we did Midsummer Fest last year, so we had to clean it up. We didn't have to, they didn't tell us to, but we wanted to clean it up. You didn't want to be yelling motherfucker at a bunch of children. Who knows what? So she changed it to the I'm the illest HR rep from here to Gardena. That's (laughs) so funny. (laughs) It's awesome when she does it. That's great. It's awesome. Yeah. So like Maggie's super good at like switching up lyrics and like. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she'll be like, do this. Like, it's cool. That's it's so cool. fun. And then, of course, like, the DJ's names, like, we'll put in our own DJ Yeah, name yeah, yeah. Wait, what were, what, was, what were your DJ names? Well, we used to have Sarah T, but she moved back to, she moved away, and it was very sad. Mm. We miss you. And then now we have L.A. Jesus. L.A. He Jesus. Is, he is amazing. He's, like, legitimately this is a, a DJ. One of the ones that you mentioned the last yeah. time was you get, re- you like, because you referred to him by his full name, DJ L.A. DJ, <laughs> DJ LA Jesus. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> what? He's amazing. He does a gig over at um, Rodan. Rodan, is that what it's called? I don't know. I'm not That sounds enough. vaguely familiar. Yeah, like, he's, he's a cool, cool, cool guy. <laughs> no, I'm like, Ooh. Could be right. <laughs> And then we have DJ Energy, and those are her actual uh, initials: E N R G, Energy. E N R. That's amazing. it's amazing. It's amazing. It's so fun. Like we just go out there and dance, and we have a great time. And again, like people think they don't know what to expect. Yeah. And we had a show at Haymarket in the West Loop uh-huh. in January. I work right by there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And they're so good to us. We love them. That's a great. 
It's a we, great place. It's a great place, it, and we're in the back room. The beer's good. Oh, my God, the food's good. The like, food's amazing. I mean, yeah. in that area, you have to bring it. Yeah. Basically, because all these, like, and everybody gourmet, nice-ass places. Is awesome. And you'd expect this, like, brew pub-type place to just be kind of run-the-mill. It's really it's good. It's really good. It's so good. And, like, they're really good to us. That's but awesome. It was one of those shows where... We'd had a show in December, and it was kind of cold and chilly. And, like, most of our friends, you know, like, all your friends have seen you. Like, they're not mm-hmm. going to come to the show. Mm-hmm. So, we had, like, a few friends show up. Like, my aunt and uncle, oh, nice. my cousin, like, surprised me. Sweet. But I want to say that room probably had close to 200 people in it. <gasps> and we knew maybe 30 people That's in that room. Awesome. And we, like rocked it and they so were cool. losing their fucking mind like when we were done like this the past year? staff yeah like this was in ago? january yeah and it's like, like eight my, months ago. my grandpa just died and I, like i was really nervous that we were gonna have to like cancel the show because it was like a death out of state so i was like mm, i don't know what to do and then sure. like it all worked out and then my aunt uncle my cousin surprised me and it was like holy shit like i saw them i just started crying i was yeah. like oh my god it was such a shitty week and, like, my cousin will say, he's like, I do not like the Beastie Boys, which kills me, which hurts my soul. But he loves She's Crafty. So Aww, that's, that's cool. That's so sweet. So, and it's so funny, too, because people are always like, you guys should make an album. And we're like, mm, listen to the Beastie Boys. It's, like, it's not ours. It's not, it's our not ours to make an album of. Exactly. Like, that's real illegal. Like, yeah. we can't do that. So just. Do you guys have to get any kind of, like, we clearance don't. to perform? I, we don't because we're not, like, we're not seeing that we are the Beastie Boys, you know what I mean? Like sure. we're, we're like being very upfront. That There's we are no an all like female Beastie Boy tribute band. Sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Because I, I had a friend because that that really made me nervous. Yeah, and their Adam Yock's will is very like n- their music will never be in a commercial. Hmm. They're like they have a lot of rules and there's a lot like there'll never be another Beastie Boy album. Like they will never record without him. They're never gonna like go on tour. Or They'll never go on either. tour without him. Wow. So it's so like, the BC. I mean, for yeah. lack of a better way to put it, the BC Boys died with yeah, MCA. Absolutely. Wow. So it's it's. Crazy. I mean, but like what he was. What year did he? He died me? in two thousand and twelve. So it was like eight years after he got diagnosed. Kind of. Yeah, because it, it was, was like two thousand nine. Yeah, and like I have to admit, like the last. Um, the last album, I remember thinking like his voice sounded a little. Oh yeah, just I like remember you mentioning it was, that. It was like different, but then I listened to another album and I was like, oh, I guess it's kind maybe of the it same. Maybe it sounds the same. Just but maybe but it, also he was sick. Yeah, <laughs> but like just maybe sometimes you just hear that when you know someone's sick. You yeah. Know? So it was. Yeah, it was just sad. It was just. I remember my sister texting me and she's like, "David Yock died," and it was the wrong name, but oh, I. It was like I but knew. You knew. And then I went online and somebody else posted it. And I was like, I just, I, I cried. Yeah, like I was going to say, felt, I'm sure you cried. Oh my God. I felt like, I felt like someone I knew had died. I felt like, you know, it's so hard because so many great artists have gone too soon. And it's usually because of drugs or alcohol or, sure. you know, whatever, like tragedy. But it was like, oh my God, he died from cancer you know what i mean it was so, so normal exactly like that my grandma died from cancer you know like it's a part of life and it, it was like a huge reminder and it, it's crazy because um a few months later How in august was he was 47 mm. and that's another thing like, they were flipping rocking out and yeah. he'd become a filmmaker and he had a, his own like uh oscilloscopes really labs like they produced movies i didn't and realize that 
Like he did a lot of their music videos and he would do it under oh, a different name. I think I did know that that he, they produce a lot of other people's Yeah, like music he was videos. just super multifaceted. Like they all were. Like they started off as a I punk mean, band. If you watch their videos, I feel like you'd have to associate like not just music with them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Filmmaking. Their as videos well. are like they take they're not just them performing. Exactly. They're always like very creative, interesting ideas. Like, Sabotage was done by Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like that video, ninety four. Okay, that's twenty one years old, and it's wow. it's amazing. Yeah, like people are still talking about. It, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's not just me. Like people uh-huh. are still like, holy yeah, holy yeah, shit. yeah. Like, sure, it's great. It's great. It's great. It's ridiculous. <laughs> sure. It's great. Sure. I don't know. Like I, I just remember I was devastated. You don't want to believe it. It's but also being like okay enough of us talking about doing something like we're gonna fucking do absolutely this. like how does that not just put you into exact total overdrive for getting that project off the ground it was like and it wasn't even like oh this is our ch-. it wasn't it wasn't like no that. of it was course like, not it was just we were so we distraught. have to we have to uh we have to fill that void yeah you know we have I mean? to like, bank on the fact exactly. that exactly it was just like no people like, are gonna be aware of it now gross no it's just like it's just so oh it was awful but then a few months later we found out that this guy went to new york and kind of put a call to action out into the internet his name is michael kearney and he called it mca day right and so a bunch of people just showed up in a park and they played beastie boy music and everybody wore the Beastie Boy stuff, and there were like cards you could sign, and people did like artwork. And Ad Rock actually showed up. Oh, that's and awesome! He decided to make it like an annual thing. So then, it on the the anniversary of his death on May fourth, they had an uh, MCA day, and we held an MCA day here in Chicago. And we got in contact with the New York, and we're like, "Hey, cool, we do Is this. Is this okay? And yeah." They were like, "Absolutely, you." you the she's crafty did that yeah cool and then there were some people out and because there's another cover band called um god damn it why is it escaping me they're in la and they're awesome poly polywog crew and polywog crew yeah, and it's crazy because like we have all these like buddies like on the internet that i'm are sure all beastie boy fans yeah but it's like we've never met we don't know I'm each sure. other but it's like we love the beastie boys so they did something out in la that night then the following year we did it again and then LA or New York decided to change it and make it more in the summer like in August because that's around the time of his uh, birthday Aww. so we also decided to change it because it like kind of worked out for us like scheduling and whatever and last year we were at Liars Club this year we're going to be at Lincoln Hall so on so cool. August 15th that's our MCA day in Chicago tickets are 15 now ahead of time but they'll be $20 at the door and all the money will go to charity. And we have two charities. There's the Adam Yock Foundation, but then there's also the Brandon C. Gramada Head and Neck Cancer Foundation. And the guy, Brandon Gramada, actually had the same cancer that MCA did, and he passed away a few months after MCA did. Mm. And he was a huge Beastie Boy fan. Mm. So when you go on their website, it's like you can't, you won't, and you don't stop. And it's like their family contacted us, and we're like, hell yeah, like gonna raise money so we can fight cancer and then of course because like earlier what i was saying you know like my grandma died from cancer so it's something that's very personal to me and yeah it's about the beastie boys and the love of the beastie boys and we have amazing djs and amazing bands that are gonna be doing beastie boy stuff but it's also how many other like acts and such are there i want to say we have god (laughs) we have at least three djs and then three other bands wow 
and it's, so it's a whole it's night a whole thing and because i remember when we started she's crafty that summer in july of 2014 they had a like a time for living night at lincoln hall and it was put together by ben taylor who's in jc brooks and uptown oh cool yeah. and he's amazing and he has helped us a lot and it turns out our dj knows him and put us in contact with him and awesome. he's helped us like that's how you got lincoln hall yeah and, and like learn these other bands and they worked with us last year and they're working with us this year like we're gonna be with bumpus and akasha and our friends started a new band called Schellenbach, and it's gonna be all the punk songs that the bc boys did cool. and then we have a bunch of djs dj intel djrc um dj la jesus of course DJ jesus. and like we'll of course she's crafty we'll do a set but all of them are doing beastie boy songs and these musicians are amazing and so good like i remember seeing them that first year and being blown away that night and then when they agreed to help us out and you know we were in a little a smaller space the first time uh-huh. it got a little bit bigger last year and then this year it's like a 500 seat lincoln hall like awesome. oh my god awesome so now we're just trying to like spread the word get yeah. it get it out there sure like again like your ticket goes to charity like, and this that's isn't not a money even, maker and that's so that's so reasonable too oh my gosh absolutely i mean there aren't too many good tickets to anything you can get in the city no. for 15 bucks no month. they charge 14 dollars to watch heralds at io <laughs> roasted <laughs> someone dropped a mic um not worth it you heard it here first oh boy this is Love i don't it. care i'm putting them on blast i would rather pay 15 dollars to see mca day than 14 dollars yeah. to see heralds at io yeah and the, it, the money like i said it's going to charity um We'll give a proceeds of all of our merch to charity as well. Very cool. Like we're just trying to, again, like if like my goal is, I really want to give a thousand dollar check. Hopefully more. That'd be amazing. But I guess it's summertime that seems in so Chicago. Reasonable though. It's so reasonable, but it's so hard. It's yeah. Because like, of course, I know this is hard. Because like I know, like this summer alone, like I really want to do that. I want to do this. And yeah. All of a sudden, it's everything hard. falls on the same weekend. And yeah. You can't. Especially Ugh. as you know, especially when you're talking about being a part of community that's fellow performers. Yes. Because everyone has their own shows. Yes. And everyone has their own things. And that's what sucks. Because it's like, and then when you don't have a show and you have that one night that's off, your friends performing, and it's like you want to support, and they've supported you. But it's that but one you're also glorious night exhausted where you just, and don't want to have to exactly. do it. Yes. Just that lay is on the, couch. the constant battle yes. of creatives in Chicago. Yes. I'm convinced. It is. Because that's the thing. Like you surround yourself with other amazing humans mm-hmm. and you want to support those amazing humans. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to. Yeah. And it's so hard. I I do, that's like my, my goal is to get better at like just supporting and going to more yeah. shows because I know like if when people tell you that they're bored I want to like punch them in the face yeah, because on any Jesus. given night there are so many there's, things there's definitely no excuse for no excuse. for boredom or feeling like you don't have things to do or people to or things to see and even if you're Chicago. saying that like you can't afford anything yeah. I can tell you like 10 free comedy shows you can I go totally to agree. that are great and or just like five bucks and if it's exactly. like you can't if you say you're bored and you don't have any money and you think about like well what else would you spend that five bucks exactly. if you're the kind of person who like would go to a bar and buy a drink exactly then just don't buy one drink yeah. and that's a whole show of entertainment you know Amen. what i mean so Amen. like that that kind of thing 
it's or it, instead of getting three drinks get one drink right and go to the show <laughs> exactly exactly and it's like i'm not trying to tell people how to live their lives but like it, it kind of goes back to that like thing that i've been working on is like well i don't have time to do this it's like no you do you do, you do. but just prioritize things exactly. if you actually feel like you want that to be you know a part of your life if you want to see more shows or or you know experience more things but but don't feel like you have uh the time or money to do it then reevaluate what you're spending your time and money on amen amen i'm with you girl that comes from someone who is totally guilty of all these things but <laughs> it's nice to at least like say it out loud um, you know what it, <laughs> i am as well because there are so many of my friends who have like supported and shown me love and been there for me and i like i know like it's all circle fucking yeah. first season true detective ah it's a circle time. just you know pay it forward you know just yeah, time is a flat circle, and the second season will be terrible. I oh, think that's what True yeah. Detective. <laughs> I didn't watch any. I saw some clips from the first episode of season two. I tried to watch season one and couldn't get through the first oh, episode. Man. So like season people are two, complaining and everything's blowing up, and I'm like, at first I really liked it, and then I don't know how I feel. I really don't know how I feel. <laughs> did you finish it last night? I finished it. Yeah. I did it. But I'm gonna be real. I always like I would finish an episode, and then I'd have to have someone tell me what the hell I just watched. See, that's I couldn't get through the first episode of the first season because I was like, what am I watching? What am I supposed to be? paying attention to mm-hmm. like i don't Actually, know if the that first just makes season, me sound stupid or not no. but whatever i'm stupid i think the first season too like it's one of those shows which i appreciate a show that doesn't spell everything out because yeah. i, think that's kinda like the I death keep of hearing television. that like watch the whole thing you and it comes after around. the first one or two you get yeah. into it and i'm like well i gotta get through the first the one is, first <laughs> i think the, the second season was too much like you almost needed a board it was almost like game of thrones like you uh, needed like see, like but at least with game like i do not watch that show anymore have to be real after i watched the whole had, first season and i was like Push. after they had three rapes happen in the show that this, did not happen in the books amy this is really so funny because pissed I, me off i almost brought this up earlier when you were talking about rape jokes because i wrote a sketch about game of thrones for I the nerdlogs and i use the word rape in it because that happens on the um, show happens and it's you know it's something that like we've been tried to really make sure that the way that it's being used Mm -hmm. isn't too like abrasive for the audience and it's like well these things happen on the show yes and you said three and there's literally three times where it's like oh rape rape incestuous rape (laughs) that's kind of like one of the biggest what sucks is those of the game but it's like giant rapes that happen that's not how it happened in the book so i don't understand why they turned like beautiful moments even if it's between brother and sister on a coffin of their dead son yeah that is that absurd i had to like go online and be like wait there's an incestuous rape in the show and then i read about what that scene is and i was like jesus like they didn't need to add rape on top of it next to their dead son who's a product of incest people watch the show (laughs) also the product of their incest is like a fucking psychopath he's not even a sociopath he's a psychopath so So it was almost like like so many layers of like i don't know how i feel about this well i do know how i feel about it and that's bad 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 feelings bad feelings (laughs) and again too like it's funny because I saw a lot of men and women on Facebook saying, why are you guys all getting so upset about a fictional rape? And I was like, well, actually, I get upset about fictional rape just as much as real rape because we're desensitized. 
And now when someone does come forward and say, hey, I was raped, nobody fucking believes them. Or like fucking Bill Cosby, 40 women came forward, but it took one male comic to like bring like, it to light. Yeah, yeah. it's just I'm, I'm just so sick and tired of. And then also and like, this is awful, well, but. I was reading an article. Patrick Kane has to oh play for the Blackhawks, and nobody is going. Oh, to like, nobody's. And it's like I do. It goes gonna, back to this like mm, black and white um, versus gray area thing. Yeah. It's like we don't know anything about that case yet. Yeah. So it's very troubling that everyone's going like, "Well, he probably didn't do it. She's just probably trying to get attention." And then the other side yep. is troubling too. It's like he definitely did this. He definitely needs yeah. to be fired. It's like, guys, we don't know. And we have to wait Calm and see. Down, please. It's but what internet sucks, culture is so troubling. Oh my god, it's so troubling. But what sucks with the Patrick Kane thing is, is he already kind of has a history and of that's, being a D. That's exactly and why, like, people are pointing to that yeah. to going like, see, he's not a good person. He definitely did this. The thing is, like, though, it's like not you wrong. can be a terrible person and still not be a rapist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, but you ugh. can't say things like that. I'm sure there are people listening to this. Well, I don't want to say that, but I'm sure there are people who would listen to this and say, I can't believe they're protecting him. And I can't believe they, they, they're, they're talking like this. And it's like, well, no, I'm not. We're, we're being, he very much, I'm going to be real. I'm leaning more towards probably did it and which like, is awful of me because i haven't heard all of the right, whatever but, but i've also heard stories it's, of it's history and people being at clubs and seeing how he acts and sure. seeing how he treats women and sure. it's like it's not looking good for sure. old boy sure and i think that's a reasonable thing to you know say mm-hmm. you can say based on history based on his general demeanor in the past, things that they've kind of shoved under the rug in the past, yeah. et cetera. There, maybe there they gotta is get better a good that, you know, like be chance. like baseball players, hide that shit better. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, not even that. Like, it's like the NFL though. It's like how much bullshit happens in the off season because the off season is so fucking long. Yeah. And then it's like, why are they so surprised? I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's know. just like, it's, but yeah, I just think it's it's troubling to to it's one live of those, in a culture that just jumps to conclusions. It's one of those bowls of fish hooks. Like you try to grab one, and a ton of them yeah. get pulled up. Yeah, even though you're only looking for one, mm-hmm. and it sucks because, like you said, like the culture that we live in, people don't look at the evidence; they look at the comments on the internet. But the other, and it's also like this is the thing that's way more troubling about it is that like. People are talking about it and saying things like, well, he is an athlete and he did invite her back to his house or whatever it is. Yeah. And she did go. And, and she actually like, went. No, no. Exactly. No, no. Doesn't matter. Exactly. That part doesn't matter. See, exactly. This is like, th- exactly. that is black and white to yes. me. It's like, we can, you yes. know, we, you know, we can save the conversation about doesn't like. Doesn't matter what she was wearing. We, we can take it this to matter. court, whatever. Also, like, we'll figure went. out, we'll get down to the brass tacks. But it does not doesn't matter. matter. None of this matters. Also, she went back with her friend. So she didn't go back there alone, which I know it doesn't oh, matter. I didn't even know. It doesn't matter. But I was like, literally, when I read that, I was like, thank God she went with her friend. Right. Because at least then, like. It, it, she wasn't totally stupid about now it. But it's people like. People can't say, can't, why would you go back to someone's house? You know what I mean? No one. It sucks but that like, people, people are going to say that. They're people totally are going to say, say like, she was drinking with him or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, doesn't fucking or, matter. Doesn't fucking I matter. remember when the Mike Tyson thing came up. I remember hearing family members of mine say, "Well, what do you expect?" Doesn't fucking matter. And it's just like, what do you expect? Get? 
any more rape culture is not an excuse exactly what did you expect it's not an excuse you mm-hmm. shouldn't have been drinking it's not an excuse you yep. shouldn't have gone back with him anywhere it's not because an excuse. then basically None what you're telling women is never leave your house yep never leave your house never drink alcohol never never leave spend your house. any time with but then anyone. even then if someone breaks into your house it's like well why was the window open yeah right you know I mean? <laughs> yeah like, there's always why were you in reason. your nighty? <laughs> yeah why were you sleeping at yeah. two in the morning yeah. you know what i mean why didn't you have it a security system <laughs> exactly yeah, so why were you poor with the window open because you don't have air conditioning yeah, and blah 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 so troubling. why did you live in that neighborhood why you know, are you walking home at night why did you leave your why house? do i have to spend ten dollars on an uber because i can't get home and the thing is do you know how many uber drivers like they yeah that's so true you know that's a I mean? good point. Why do I have to spend money to get into a creepy person's car yes. when that may not even be safe? Exactly. God, ugh, don't leave your house. Just, Just don't leave don't your house. Leave your house, ladies. Oh, don't leave your God. house. Yeah, like that, I that, feel bad that this is where this went. But, but you know you what, know, though? Like, this is the kind of stuff that we need to talk about. Because yeah. it, this is literally like we're at a roundtable right now. <laughs> literally. We really need to have a roundtable discussion about this. And we need to talk with people who have their ears open yeah. and they're ready to listen. It's like the race issue in this country. Yeah. Like I people agree. need to start listening because we're not, we're going by our own experiences. And my experience is as a white lady. Exactly. It's not as a person of color in this country. And the same with the rape issue. Like we're, most of the people saying stuff are someone who've never been encountered mm-hmm. in that kind of stuff before or don't mm-hmm. know anybody who's been raped. I remember I had a friend who got raped in high school and she was very promiscuous. And when she was raped, her very good friend was like, well, you probably would have slept with them anyways. That's what she said. Fuck. And I think I was the first person I looked at her and said, Fuck. you were raped. But that's like exactly what people say. Exactly. Athletes and stuff. It's like, well, he could have gotten it anyway. So why would he rape somebody? Uh, Fuck. Because again, the people you. don't realize that rape isn't about sex. It's about power. It's about power. Yeah. And it's about power. And it's, like again it's like it's like race in this country sexism rape culture like we don't want to look at like the bigger picture i mean most of it is power struggle it's all power and it's it's just again it's like communication it's like it's it's so the 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 i think the biggest problem is that i i agree with you that it's all about listening it's about listening to the people who are actually experiencing what you're talking about and instead of just like talking about your own opinions and your own experience because you don't fucking know yeah and, and maybe you do know people, a person that lied about it at one point that doesn't mean all of them are lying right yeah it's it's so that's what we do we generalize mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's it's like the way that our brains work as humans is to generalize yeah. you know it's like well this is um this is one thing i know what this is mm-hmm. this is how i'm going to operate surrounding everything else yeah and so it's like but the people who I think the biggest problem is that a lot of the people who need to listen the most are the ones who are the least likely to. Yes. So it's like the Donald how do you get in the world? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like how do you get? Well, anywhere? even like I think it's even a scientific proven like there was a study written about this. How when you like something terrible happens and you're told about it, like you kind of like break down. Like your mm. body starts doing things to protect yourself. So when someone comes to you and says this horrible thing happened to me and it happened to be the person that we both know, like you don't want to believe them. Like mm-hmm. it's almost, it's science. It's like your brain, like that, that is how you're protecting me. yourself. Yeah. Because but you also have all of these like generalizations in your brain about yep. like, oh, Patrick Kane's great at hockey. Mm-hmm. I don't know him as a person, but when I cheer for him and he does well, we have that relationship yeah. to one another. But the, I mean, there was that 
Tribune article. I think it was Tribune. Yeah, like he's not your C- friend. Yeah, CBS I Chicago. Need to read it. it was CBS yeah. Chicago's like Patrick Kane isn't your friend. And there was a little bit at the end that like prosecuted him a little prematurely. Um but I think which that's I, what we have to be careful but of. But it's like what you it's kinda like what you were saying of like, let's look at his history. He probably did this. Um there's a little bit of that, but for the most part it's just like please separate yourself from being a sports fan yeah. and being someone who can acknowledge that those people can do bad things. Yes. So it's, it's very well written. Cause I, I think like it's even, you know, I see it like in children, you know, like I work with kids and you know, Hey, little, little Jimmy just, Oh, he would never do that. Right. But I just saw him do it. Like, I saw, you it. know, yeah. like I saw him do it. So it's like, it's weird how we, I don't know. It's it just, it's really, it's very disheartening and it's, like, to, to get back on topic, my lady, it's like, <laughs> that's why, like, even though I didn't appreciate it in 1994, because I didn't understand feminism, and I didn't mm-hmm. understand about racism, and I didn't understand, I didn't, I didn't get it. Sure. Like, I'm able to recognize now, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm a feminist today because of the Beastie Boys. That's huge. And I, it, like, as sad as it is that it took a man for me to hear it, like, that's pretty sad. But it also opened up my world. And it's funny because um, Ed Rock is actually married to Kathleen Hanna, who's like the lead singer of Bikini Kill and La Tigra and cool. Julie Rowan. And she was huge, 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 huge. Like one of the, the pioneers of the Riot Girl movement that happened in the early 90s. Cool. Like look up Bikini Kill. Like look up everything she did. Like she is a force. Like actually she has a documentary called The Punk Singer and it's on Netflix cool and you need to watch it i've heard of the punk singer it is amazing i watched it i watched it on a friday and then i watched it every day no way <laughs> like three days in a row that's I just, so funny it was so good wow and, it was, and i i was a little bit young for the riot girl thing uh-huh. but i like i remember those girls in high school and always thinking they were so cool uh-huh. and not understanding their anger and not understanding what they were doing or saying but being drawn to it and being like, this is, this is important. <laughs> the only thing I can remember <laughs> from my growing up with the phrase riot girl was didn't good Charlotte have a song called riot girl. Probably. And it was like, uh, the chorus was like emergency call 911. She's pissed off at everyone. <laughs> Police rescue FBI. She wants a riot. She wants a riot. And I was like, Oh yeah. Right girl. And I had like <laughs> no idea that it was associated with this like movement and like an actual thing. Yes. <laughs> and it's crazy too. Cause like the riot girls were talking about, you I know, can't believe I just sang a full chorus. Of I know that was Charlotte amazing. Song. That was a really great chorus. I girl. had that album. <laughs> embarrassing i love it i love it i love it i love it girl uh, you gotta get up there's on a, there's a leading, girl, leading into kill. the chorus it was like you need um, to hear rebel <laughs> she, rebel girl she hates you britney so you better run for cover my girls a hot girl a riot girl she's like, like they like write about how this girl hates britney spears like it's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's awesome yeah but what you're saying sounds way cooler than that <laughs> Because like, I have like the most lame life experience. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it sucks because uh, there was like this movement of like women going forward and then it was kind of, I don't know, like oh, you better look pretty if you're going forward yeah. and just all that shit. And like, but what is pretty? And that's what's sad. It's like, if you want to feel good about you, do it how it works for you. Mm-hmm. Don't do it 
by what society is telling you to. Because, like, how many times? Like, Man, it real. took me such a long time to shit. admit that to myself. Girl, I'm still trying to figure that shit yeah, out. Because no, no how many times do you look at somebody and you're like, they're society pretty. Like, yeah. society thinks they're I have pretty, conversations with other women like that about men that were told, you know, yeah. that were like, quote unquote told are the like aesthetic ideals that we just don't find attractive in any way and i wish more men and women yeah could uh you know acknowledge that because i think amy Amy schumer skit like with like is she you know is she you know attractive oh yeah 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 the uh uh uh, 12 angry men yeah 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 yeah. so good yeah yeah because it, it's true. It's like if one person doesn't, it's like it's like the whole fucking Donald Trump shit. Like, because he thinks somebody's disgusting, he's gonna go out and of he's his given way. a platform and can say yeah. whatever he wants about the it. The fact yeah. that people cheered about that comment he made Ugh. about Rosie O'Donnell, and I'm Ugh. sorry, like I love me some Rosie O'Donnell, but what a repulsive but thing like, to say. I would repulsive. never say that about women, except Rosie O'Donnell. Like he's just but fucking he riling people up. He's a he's yeah. a real life troll. He's he a, is. a troll of a human. He is. And I never, ever, ever thought that I'd be like, Fox News all the way, Megan. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was just like, and then go, I her. saw something about Megan. Uh, is it Megan Kelly? Is I that her name? I think so. Um, I haven't watched anything really surrounding the debates, but I have read a few th- like yeah, responses same. to it. Um, I've only seen him be turned into Night of the Roxbury, like turning his oh, head. Oh, that's it's funny. It's pretty amazing. He's uh, real orange. It's mm, awesome. That sounds hilarious. Um, but there was this thing that was like... It quantified how many tweets that were like sexist and misogynistic oh, I bet. that were being sent to Megyn Kelly before <gasps> he said that. And then once he did, oh. so it was like, you know, this little graph that's like boop, boop, one or two little a day. Bit, and bit. it was, let me tell you how they quantified this. They searched for Megyn Kelly plus, I think the three words were cunt whore and bitch no cunt whore bitch and it was like oh every once in a while you know she might get like one or two a day but hopefully it gets lost in a bunch of other things that people are tweeting about her skyrocketed up to 800 after that oh can you imagine having a twitter account after a fucking asshole like Donald Trump had said something to you about like whatever it was, Ending, period blood or whatever. And now he won't stop talking about fucking menstruation bullshit. And 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 having almost a thousand people a day say to you, I "You're almost, a cunt. You're a whore. You're a bitch." I almost want That's to have a call so of action where everybody saves their menstruation pads and, and tampons. <laughs> And we just mail them to Donald Trump. There is a there is a big call to action for when women are on their uh, periods to like tweet him about it to just be like, hey Donald Trump, just so you know, I'm on my period today. <laughs> um, so he just gets like <laughs> wink flooded with it. <laughs> Love it. Um, which I think is silly I and like, send but him like the contents of all do the diva, diva cups. Yeah, you just know what I mean. All the I know, diva cups in the world. Like, like we're just spending more attention on him and we we shouldn't but at the same time the fact that those comments were not completely and utterly like the fact that other candidates didn't say exactly shut the fuck up exactly the fact like, that those kinds un- of things go for. essentially like it was a boys club up un- there un- un- unaddressed she was the token is really attractive lady that was a, like 
invited to be there with those yeah. men yeah. and the fact that none of those men stood up for her or said anything I like they can all go fuck themselves uh it's really troubling i can't think about it too much or it just upsets me um i saw ariel <laughs> dumas who writes for colbert now uh she tweeted um uh pop quiz which uh gop candidate from that debate do i most want to pour my menstrual blood on <laughs> and then she like followed it up with another one that was like there are multiple answers <laughs> multiple answers will be accepted and it like cracked me up real hard but well, the fact that like periods are so taboo even now in 2015 it's just ridiculous because quite frankly if it wasn't for a period the human Nobody race would, would exist. exist. Okay, it would cease and to exist. And over half of our culture have to deal with it all the time. Right. And the thing is, even as a female comic, the fact that if you, God forbid, talk about your goddamn period. Yeah. Gross. And you it's like what? another thing Cameron has been able to uh, really like yes, get, get yes. like make Chunks progress on. Of her body. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> the thing. Like, if this happens to me every month since I was 12 years old, fuck your face. I should be able I'm to gonna talk, talk about, about it. it. If there's I'm not a- smearing your face in it. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. waving my stuff above uh, Chelsea my Chelsea Peretti has a great bit about this, too. Um, so I'll get into it real quick before I, before I ask you my last question. I love it. Um, she says... Uh, it's in her Netflix special. Oh, if you've never watched it, you have so to. so good. Okay. She goes, man, if dudes had periods, they would be talking about it all, all the, the time. time. They'd be on stage being like, oh, man, I'm on my period right now. It's like every step I take, it just drip, drop, <laughs> drip, <laughs> drop. And it kills. Oh, my God. Like, that so is true. unbelievably true because there's so many male comedians and they talk about all of them, you know, they uh-huh. talk about all their bodily functions and you know and and it's it, totally acceptable it kills me man just I thinking love about a male comedian being like trip, trip. oh my god the that mm, yes and at the very end when she talked about the banana like oh my yes. god right. like that was right mm, so good yeah and she does so she even does a bit right at the top where she's like it is so crazy that male comedians always use the mic to represent their dick and so she just spends like a couple minutes just like doing weird I things with the anywho she's so smart she's amazing I love I her. she's one of my favorites friend. right now oh i would love to be chelsea p also brooklyn 99 is amazing it's great it's so good i, it's I great. just discovered it and i can't wait i for fall i also have not kept up with the whole thing but i'm like slowly going Plus. back through it yeah yeah Get I, yourself I've, a I've seen most of the uh first season now so mm. i'm making my way through it it's great. It just makes me happy. Cast is great. Ugh. I mean, Mike Sure can do anything as far as I'm concerned. He's the showrunner okay. for that in Parks and Rec, yes. which is like, you are a god. Oh, Parks and Rec is so good. Too. Cross yourself. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. Okay. We got some deep shit, girl. We really did. I was thinking. This was like, good. We, we, but it's really interesting. Like, it all came very organically, yeah, I think. Yeah, it all from, came out of the Beastie Boys. Hell yeah. Beastie Boys uh, in the house. Don't stop. <laughs> What's your favorite Beastie Boys song? Right now I'm on a Jimmy James kick. Jimmy James. Jimmy James. What's your check your head? My favorite, favorite album, album is the Paul's Boutique. Just because it's flipping brilliant and it's ridiculous to think that like just that's what they were doing oh at the God. time. But like oh communication just like special place in my heart just because that was the one that made me like oh yeah uh-huh. Mama likes this a lot. Cool. You know. Cool. Great answers all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad I got that in there. Um, how do you feel like your love of the BC boys has influenced your life, both creatively and your <laughs> life in general? 
I think honestly, like like I said earlier, it made me. It's because I'm a feminist because of the Beastie Boys, and what an amazing thing to like, yeah, to say. like the Beastie Boys, and it's awesome because uh, we do this song alive and before alive. It's a very social conscious song. Kendra will do a like a little mini speech, mm-hmm. and we actually did a little block party last year for Dark Matter. And oh, cool! You could tell that like it was a very diverse, it was a younger crowd, and, and in reality, the Beastie Boys like. People my age and up, you know, like thirties and up, are usually like Beastie Boy fans. So like, f- sure, you not knowing the Beastie Boy music like totally makes sense. <laughs> like, totally, yeah. Thank you for giving yeah. me a pass. Yeah, you totally get a pass. Yeah, but like, I think most, I like just missed it. Yeah, just missed it. But yeah. like, you can discover it. I will. I want to. But at this black party, it was like super young, and I was like, oh, they're gonna hate us. That's so and funny. And we totally won them over. And when um, Kendra did her speech. You know, she just says, you know, they created a safe place in hip hop. You know, you could be a nerd. They're huge nerds. They're mm-hmm. constantly making like Star Trek references. Sure. Um, they, like it didn't matter what your gender was. It didn't matter what your religion was. Like there are three white dudes who are Jewish from New York. I was going to say I mean? if one, if yeah. not all of them Jewish. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it, like they created and they were also very respectful of hip hop and knew like their place in it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And understood that this was like an African American thing mm-hmm. and that most of rock and roll and music, it was borrowed. It's all like, like, it, like appropriated. It's all, yeah, yeah. It's all borrowed. And they acknowledged that as well, which was cool. huge. You know, that like, is huge. Actually, one of their songs on ill communication, you know, he, he talks about how the lyrics have come from African descent and he's acknowledging what's been borrowed and lent. Huh. And it's like, oh, just like the first time, again, it's one of those songs that's like distorted. And the first time I really looked at the lyrics, it was like, holy shit. Like, wow. again, 1994. Yeah. Like the stuff that they were singing that about and doing. very. So relevant right now. I can't believe they wrote that. That's like yes. almost revolutionary. Yes. And like the fact that, again, like. At least they're self-aware during that yeah. whole process. Like, you know, if you don't like a lady and you want to call her a name, like, I challenge you. Come up with a better word than bitch, you know? <laughs> sure. And I understand, like, bitch is fun to say. Yeah. Like, I understand it's like the, uh, you Bleh. know what I mean? Like, it. I get it. But, it, and again, like, cunts. Like, I get it. Cunts. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like the constant. There's the, a whole thing you know? in um. There's a whole vagina monologue about reclaiming cunt, yeah, and it just goes through how all the sounds are so satisfying. Exactly, cut, and like mm, again, mm. like that's why we're used. But again, like respect the vajay, yo. It's yeah. the reason the human race continues, and sure. it's fucking strong as shit, you know. Yeah. But it's I don't know. It's just amazing. Like whenever Kendra does that speech, like at that block party, like to that's what that's what she talks about is like hey maybe we like the the create a safe place in hip-hop and you know didn't matter what your gender was it didn't matter if you were gay like and they they talk about like all these social issues and like two gay men approached me and were like i had no idea that the beastie boys were like this like we always thought they were these bro dudes yeah and homophobic and like like that's not who they are cool. and it was it was awesome and again cool. like 1994 like they were like hey Man. not cool awesome so that 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 just makes me proud and it makes me you can be cool and funny and still socially conscious mm-hmm. you know what i mean like act locally you yeah. know spread the love globally hopefully you know and locally spread globally <laughs> you know like, i love that spread it you know and i i really truly feel like that's what the bc boys did like i know about tibet because of the fucking beastie boys that's awesome like i didn't learn about tibet and their their issues in high school you know uh-huh. so i don't know it's just it's 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 one of those things where 
like these little seeds were planted in little Sumter's head when she was a little wee gal mm-hmm. feeling things on her vajay for an MCA. <laughs> and not know I mean? knowing what they meant. And yeah. then having them grow in her brain of all places and realizing like these three men were like brilliant and awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I guess like every time we have a show, I know we just hope that we like do them right. Like, First and foremost, if one of the Beastie Boys ever showed up at one of our shows, we would fucking lose our oh, shit. I can't imagine, yeah. Lose our shit. Yeah. But every time we perform, it's like, it's like our like our fans are their fans. It's like tribute band to the utmost exactly. meaning of that word. Exactly. It's like we, we want to tr- truly be true to who the Beastie Boys were and like what they did and what they said. And I don't know if I can do a show... MCA Day Chicago, August fifteenth, <laughs> and raise some money to fight cancer and put some good out into the world. Especially when every time you turn on social media, another person has been killed. Yeah, I mean, we just we just spent. It's just ugh. We know so long talking about yeah. all the troubling things that we're uh, yeah faced with all the time. Like it, ugh, God, you know. Sometimes it's really hard to be funny when all this shit yeah. that's going on in the world, you yeah. know. So yeah. it's it's kind of nice to on some bc boys and hear them be giggling and cool and funny i think they also are the reason the word mullet is popular really yeah that's great <laughs> fuck yeah mullet <laughs> that's uh that's awesome that's amazing word. that that is like what they've done for you and that you feel like you can in some way of your own continue to do that for people it's amazing word that's so great you're great. Thank you so much for Thank coming. Thank you so much. This got real I, real. I know. I loved it. I'm kind of glad that the last episode disappeared into the ether. <sighs> I'm going to be honest. I kind of am too. I know. I love my white socks. It but, was great. You know. And it was a great conversation. And we got to have it. Ugh, and nobody got to listen to it. But no, people we get got this. It. it will live on in this room. This it room will, will be haunted. These walls will know. <laughs> about Amy Sumter's love of Robin Ventura. <laughs> exactly. Oh, glad we got that in there. We would not have wanted to do this whole ep without mentioning the name. I Robin am Ventura. loyal as hell. Robin for life. <laughs> well, Amy, I love you so much. I love I you that. so much. You're great. You're magic. <laughs> This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.